How about today? Huh? You know what? Sister and Brother Miller, thank you very much for uh, blessing us. Sister Miller, um, I don't know if it was you that chose the songs or whoever, but, uh, you know, it just never amazes me how God just does what he does. And that's because this is his church. Amen. Is there anybody in here that has ever felt like you just are not appreciated? Now, be honest. You just felt like you're not appreciated sometimes. Now, I've seen a few hands, but I think some of you are not telling the truth. I heard about a missionary spent all of his life on the mission field. This is many, many, many years ago. And they were on their way back for good to come back to the States. It was so long ago that they were traveling by boat, not by air. They'd spent several decades on the field. And as they got closer to New York Harbor, they began to hear music. They began to hear a band. And... uh, The brother said to his wife, said, Honey, that band's probably there to welcome us home. And as they got closer to the dock or the pier, of course the music grew louder. And uh, then they saw the sign that said, Welcome home, Mr. President, because... Theodore Wilson was on that boat coming back from Europe. And all of a sudden, the man's heart sank. And he said, God, I just don't get it. All of our life, we've been over in a foreign land serving you. There's not going to be anybody here to welcome us home. There will be no rejoicing. We'll just get off this boat and just go about our business. I just don't understand it, Lord. And the Lord spoke to him and said, Well, it's because you're not home yet. We're not home yet. Church, about the time you start feeling low, you just recognize, you're not home yet. I'm not home yet. This world is not our home. We are just traveling through. We've got a home beyond the blue. Amen. Where the streets are gold and the gates are pearl. But beyond all of that, thank you for that song. Jesus, you're going to make what's heaven for us. Amen. Praise God. Brother and Sister Parker, thank you as always for your outstanding hospitality. And man, I'll tell you, if you've never been to the Parker's house and uh, have a meal, you would think you were a king or a queen or something. And, uh, well, yeah. 
But uh, I just thank you for your kindness. I thank you for their friendship. They're good friends of ours. We first met the Parkers in Germany many, many years ago. And always good to see Brother and Sister Bell. Amen. And Brother and Sister DeMuth, welcome to Wisconsin. Amen. And always good to see the Millers. God bless them. Amen. And it's good to see the saints of the Lord. And Joneses, welcome to the Badger State. Amen. Are you originally from the Washington State? Where are you from? North Carolina and New Orleans, Louisiana. Well, welcome to God's country. You finally have arrived. Amen. Praise God. You've got your Bibles with you today. I'd like for you to turn to the Gospel of Matthew. I think you'll understand as we go into this message why I am so thrilled about the, the songs that were chosen today. Because it put our minds right where they should be. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 29, our Lord is speaking and he says, Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light. And the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels. Everybody say, he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. The Apostle Paul, writing to the Corinthian church in the 15th chapter in the 52nd verse said, In a moment... In the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. We've been singing about this this morning. Paul wrote to the church in Thessalonica in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. And the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ uh, shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. Everybody say, caught up. Say it again. Say it to your neighbor. Caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever, everybody say, forever. Be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. I want to preach to you this morning on this subject. Uh, Flight attendants, prepare for departure. Flight attendants, prepare for departure. Would you put your Bibles down? Would you lift up your hands to glory? Amen. And lift up your voice. Father, I thank you, God, for your power. I thank you for your anointing. I thank you, God, for your word. I thank you for your church. And I thank you, God, for what you're going to do here today. To you, God, be all glory, honor, and praise. And let every word that is said, amen, and your results be to your glory and honor and praise. We ask it all in the name that is above all names. 
hands. At the name of Jesus Christ, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that you are Lord. And we ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor, shake their hand, look them in the eye, and say, Flight attendants, prepare for departure. Amen. And you may be seated. Amen. Now, I don't know the day or the hour. And I don't know if it will be summer or winter, spring or fall whether it will take place in the morning or at noon. But what I do know is the Lord Jesus Christ is coming again. He said, Himself shall come. He shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ, amen, shall rise first. Then we, everybody say we, which are alive and remain. you got to be alive first, folks. And I don't think that just means physically alive. you got to be born again. Amen. And we which are alive and remain shall be Caught up. Anybody want to be caught up in this place? Amen. I don't know about you, but uh, the whole world appears to be in turmoil. Middle East is constantly in peril and in unrest. Uh, The world's economy remains in an unstable condition. The morality of our world continues uh, to slide into a cesspool of sin. Uh, Violence continues to rise. Uh, Weird weather patterns grip the globe weekly. Uh, Matter of fact, there was an earthquake this morning in Alaska. Wars and rumors are the same. What's going on? What's happening? I personally believe that the Lord is beckoning the attention of mankind. I believe He is making every effort in sounding the alarm that He is coming. Jesus said, and when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then shall he send his angels and shall gather together his elect from the four, with the four winds from the uttermost part of the earth to the uttermost part of heaven. Jesus is coming again. And there is going to be a change. Jesus, on the Mount of Olives, the hillside, looking over Jerusalem, he said to those in Jerusalem, knowing that they would be facing judgment, in Mark chapter 13 and verse 18, he said, And pray ye that your flight be not in the winter. Now that word flight in Greek is phoge. It means a fleeing, or that is escape, a flight. The church of our Lord Jesus Christ around the globe needs to be ready for its sudden escape. Church, uh, you're not going to have time to pack. Pack. 
You're not going to have time to go collect your collectibles. My friend, uh, your collectibles has got to be on the inside of you. Your greatest treasure is already on the inside of you. uh, Because the Bible says in a moment, uh, in the very twinkling of an eye, uh, at the sound of the last trump, uh, amen, the dead in Christ are going to rise, and then we which are alive are going to be caught up. Uh, Church, uh, it's our flight to destiny if you please. Anybody in this room ever flown in an airplane? That's the majority in here. I probably fly about 25 or 30 times a year, and I've had the privilege of flying over the Atlantic and the Pacific several times, and many flights in between. And on every flight that I have flown, anybody in here afraid to fly? Be honest. Sister Rapage back there going. Well, you know, people that are afraid to fly just don't think God can't get them on the ground. On every flight that I've ever flown, the procedure that the crew follows is about always the same. If you've ever noticed and you're listening, And folks, it is good to be a good listener. The last turn on the taxiway to get to the plane, to get the plane in line to take off, the captain's voice comes over the loudspeaker system on the plane and usually says, flight attendants, prepare for departure. Now, I've heard many a pilot say those words. I can remember, though, one particular time I was flying from North Dakota. And when those words were said, it was almost like a direct word from God that was emphatic. Flight attendants, prepare for departure. Church, Jesus is coming back. His return is just as sure as you and I are in this sanctuary right now. And just as sure as you're hearing the sound of my voice, uh, His coming is as sure as the rising uh, and the setting of the sun. I believe the second coming of our Lord is nigh at hand. Say, well, Brother Putnam, they've been saying that for years. And you know what? I'm not, I don't know, but I'll tell you one thing. They may say it for another hundred years. But then again, this might be the last service that we are in before our flight takes off. Somebody say amen. There is going to be a dramatic event known as the catching away. Or in layman's terms, the rapture. The Lord Himself shall descend. So what I'm about to preach today is very simple. So that the youngest in the faith can understand. Brothers and sisters, we are in the preparation process of getting ready to depart. We are getting prepared to take our destined flight. We are getting ready for the Lord's beckoning. So I say again, flight attendants, prepare for departure. Now that word attendant simply means 
one who attends or waits on another. It has the same connotations as the term servant, one who serves another. The Lord is very straightforward in His Word, church, about our spiritual position in this end-time world. Church, you and I are to be servants. Everybody say servants. Some of us don't like that word. But we are to be servants of the Lord. Psalm 135 and verse 1 says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the name of the Lord. Praise Him, O ye servants of the Lord. Ye that stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Anybody in here think He's good? Anybody in here know He's good? Sing praises unto His name, for it is pleasant. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Roman church in Romans 6.17. He said, But God be thanked, amen, that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart, praise God, amen, from the heart, that form of doctrine which was delivered to you, amen. And speaking to the Corinthians, Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 4 and 5, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and our Yourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. Folks, this is not about you and I. It's not about you getting your big toe stepped on by somebody or what somebody says. It's not about you holding your feelings out uh, all over, amen, and waiting for somebody to, amen, to, to uh, offend you or something. My friend, uh, we got to get over that. Uh, remember where we're going. We're going to heaven. Uh, and it's going to be bigger than any offense we've ever suffered. Uh, it's going to be bigger than any kind of situation we've ever gone through. So much like the flight attendants on any given airline, we too, you and I, are in a very strategic position of not only getting ourselves to our desired eternal destination, but we are to attend. Everybody say attend. Everybody say to serve others. And not just the ones we like. Not just the ones we're comfortable with, but everybody. We're to help them arrive at their anticipated eternal destination as well. So what do flight attendants do? What do they do? To prepare for departure. Well, first of all, before anybody gets on an aircraft going any place, they, they must make sure that they're about to aboard the correct flight. Hello? I want you all to understand something this morning. Uh, not every flight that leaves Chicago O'Hara Airport uh, goes to every city in the world. Not every airline frequents every city. So you have to know where you want to go. And where do you want to go? Where do you want to go spiritually? We want to go to heaven. So you have to know where you want to go, and you have to know that the airline that you're planning on boarding goes to that desired place. Now, all of you may have your favorite airline of travel, but if it doesn't go where you need to go, 
it would be foolish to occupy a seat and never end up where you wanted to go. Believe it or not, brothers and sisters, just because a religious group has a sign in their yard that says Christian, it does not automatically mean that they are heaven-bound. Just like airlines or air charters, you can find any name out there you want to find. One time I was on a plane and I saw a fin of another airplane, and it said Casino Air. And I thought, I am glad I am not on that plane. The name of the plane better be the right name of the plane. I've heard people over the years say, well, I have my own religion. Anybody ever heard that? Well, folks, you may have your favorite. And mom, grandma, and great-granny may have been of that same persuasion. But if that favorite uh, doesn't have the flight instructions to the holy city, uh, the new Jerusalem, then you better check it out. And it would behoove that individual to find out uh, which one has the right flight pattern to heaven. Personally, by God's grace, uh, I'm choosing to fly rapture air. How about you? Anybody want to get on board rapture air? It's owned and operated by Jesus Christ and his subsidiary, the Apostolic Pentecostal Power Associates. And after you've determined that you've got the right airline, then you better make sure that you have the proper ticket. You have to be sure you're booked on that flight. Your name has to be on the passenger list. And God calls his passenger manifest uh, the Lamb's Book of Life. And I don't know about you, but I've got a new name written down in glory. And it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. Funny thing about this particular list, everyone on the flight manifest has the same name, Jesus. Neither is there salvation in any other for there is none under the name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Romans 6 and 3 says, Know ye not that so many of us, uh, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, uh, were baptized into his death. Galatians 3 and 27 says, For as many as you have been baptized into Christ, uh, have put on Christ. Has there been anybody here in this room that has put on Christ? Neither, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male or female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. I thank God, Brother Parker, that you and I are brothers in Christ Jesus. Our dad has the same name, Jesus Christ. Oh, stand to your feet and let God be glorified in His name that is above all names. Hallelujah. No wonder we need to be baptized in Jesus' name. For the remission of our sins. Also, to get on board this glory ride, we need to have the power of the Holy Ghost. How important it is to have the Holy Spirit within you. 
You see, Paul told the Romans in Romans 8 and 9, listen to this carefully. He said, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be, if so be, that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Woo! That preacher just told me that if I don't have the Holy Ghost, I'm not going to make it. This preacher did not tell you that. The Word of God just told you that. We need to have this promise given to us by God. For this gift of God is God Himself. Amen. But you shall receive... What? What? That's pretty weak, folks. But you shall receive what? There you go. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be what? Servants. Unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the world. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. What promise? The promise of the gift of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> well, so we got the right ticket. We know that we're in the right, on the right airline or going to get on the right airline. So flight attendants, then make sure that you have the designated assigned seat. Unless you fly southwest. Now, not all seats, now listen carefully, church, not all seats on the flight are the same. You know, some have window seats. Some have aisles. And some have the desolate area called the middle seat. Some are up front. Others are in the rear of the plane, and some over the wings. You have to know, church, where you're supposed to be in the church. You have to know where you're supposed to be in the body of Christ. Some of you are preachers in the making. Some of you are Bible teachers. Some of you are great prayer warriors. Others of you are generous givers. But all of us here, to be effective, we're all to be effective witnesses. Hey, church, we're not one thing in the church house and something else in our own house. We're not one thing in the church house and something else in the storehouse. We're not one thing in the church house and something else, amen, in some other place. No, my friend, we are witnesses. We identify, amen, with the company that we're flying with. Did you ever notice that these flight attendants try their best to be very kind and helpful? Second Timothy 2 and 24 says, And the servant of the Lord. Read this. and the, Read it out loud with me. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all their friends, unto just the people they like. 
Unto who? Apt to what? Patient. In meekness. Instructing those that what? Oppose themselves. If God preadventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. You see, those flight attendants walk up and down the aisle. You know, they, it's amazing, Brother Parker, that when we're on those flights, we're pretty obedient people. Hello? Right before you take off, they're going down the aisle. And Sister Bell, they'll say, uh, can you um, put your back up, please? And make sure your tray table is there. And make sure your seat belt's on. You know what, folks? We need to have some seat belts that are going to keep us in the church before this flight takes off. Amen. That are secure. Amen. Praise God. Because we don't know what kind of trouble we're going to hit uh, on the way, amen, through the rest of this journey. Uh, We don't know what kind of struggles we're going to hit. We don't know what kind of things. It may get so bumpy up there, uh, amen, that it may literally take us out of our seat. Uh, We better make sure that we're implanted uh, in the right seat. Uh, I'm losing a lot of metaphors here, folks. uh, But I'm trying to get us all to go to heaven. Uh, Amen. And I'm trying to get us all to go to heaven together can somebody say amen now you know what unless they're just a dingbat most people are going to obey huh i mean how stupid it is to fight with the flight attendant well i don't want to wear my seatbelt, and i'll have my trade table out here if i want to and i'll have my seat back if i want to Well, if you want to, you know what? You're not going to go on the flight. I was in I was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Amen. It was in late October, early November. It was snowing outside, and here was some guy in the airport uh, with short shorts on and no shirt. And I thought, you know what? Because every time I see one of these nutcrackers, I think, yep, they'll be on my flight. And sure enough, here he came up to the gate, you know, his hairy chest, you know, and his short shorts. And, and, and he's, got his, he's got a ticket. And uh, this, the attendant said, sir, go get a shirt on. Well, I'm not putting no shirt on. Well, sir, if you don't put a shirt on, you're not going on the plane. Now, folks, there's some great precepts that God has in his word. And you can fight against them all you want to fight against them. Of indeed how we need to look, how we need to be, how we need to act, how we need to be in excess and in participation in holiness. But bless God, if you don't like it, guess what? You're not going! Well, what about grace? Yeah, I'll tell you about grace. Grace is the substance of things hoped for. Oh, that's faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence is not seen. Grace is that unmerited favor of God that gives you the power to do what God requires in His Word. 
He doesn't expect us to be arguing with it. He doesn't expect us to be arguing with the pastor. Uh, well, I don't have to do this, and I don't have to do that, uh, and bless God. And you know what? And you don't have to go on the flight either. Well, I'll just go to some other church. Yeah, that's right. You can get on that other airline, but it may not be going to where you think you're going. Am I making sense here today? Listen, brothers and sisters, I'm all interested, all I'm interested in is following the owner manual of the airline's flight procedures. And whether I agree with them or not makes little difference. We have an obligation, everybody say an obligation, to tell every would-be passenger what the owner once said. Preach the word. Not your thoughts, not your ways, but preach the word. But even better than just preaching the word, live the word. <laughs> you know what? No matter if you think it's right or not, what the regulations are, is what the regulations are. And we make the choice of following the precepts in the book or we simply don't go. It's really, church, that simple. It is not rocket, rocket science. Church, this flight is too important for any of us to miss. Don't be belligerent. Don't get arrogant with God. But let your flight attendant help make your passing from this life to the next a pleasant one. First Peter 1 and 15 says, But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. That's lifestyle. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Do you realize that the attendant that is on your flight when you fly naturally, that's not their first flight ever. They have all been trained. Everybody say trained. They have studied their flight regulations and flight manuals. They know what to do and to how to do it. And you know what, folks? Paul wrote to Timothy, his son in the gospel, and says, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly, everybody say rightly, dividing the word of truth. If there's a right way to do it, there's a wrong way to do it. And we need to make sure that we do it the right way. Flight attendants, prepare for departure. Let's stand today. Do you have your musicians come up? Brother Miller, can you come up here? I asked you this at the beginning when I stood up here. I'm going to ask you to again. Is there anyone here that wants to go to heaven? 
I think so, or you wouldn't be here today. Well, Rapture Air, flight J-E-S-U-S, nonstop service to glory, is making its pre-boarding call. Jesus is coming. The final preparations are now being made. It's time. Everybody say, it's time for all to get on board. And it's our job as saints of the living God to help all those we can to secure a place, to get a seat. What do you say, church? Every head bowed and every eye closed. Are you on board? Are you on board? Are you living for the Lord with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, loving Him? Are you trying to help others? Or is it just all about you? The songs we sang today, when I get to heaven, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. We need to do our best, church, for our master's service. You see, brothers and sisters, every airline has its distinction. And so it is true in the body of Christ. We, too, need to wear the distinction that identifies what group we are with. Let us, with love and kindness, make everyone that wants to be on the passenger list Feel as comfortable as we can. But there's one thing about it, church. The only time I ever see the pilot of the plane, even though every once in a while I'll, during the flight you'll hear, I'm turning on the seatbelt sign again. The air's going to be choppy. There's trials coming down your way. And you need to buckle up so you're securely set. But the only time I see the, the captain of the plane, it's usually after the plane has landed, the door is now open, and the captain of the plane usually stands at that cockpit door with the other attendants and says, thank you for flying with us. And church... How I do yearn to see the pilot of my soul. And I so desperately want to hear the words, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. How about a church? Can we just as a body of Christ right now just... Get out of the comfort of that pew and just come on up front.
And can we just indeed recognize, Lord, I want to be ready, and I want to help others to be ready. Because, God, I'm fixing by your grace to get out of here. Hallelujah. With everybody right now, would you just make your way to the altar of prayer? Amen. Just get out of your seat and come on. Hallelujah.